Hi, my name is uh, Jerry O'Leary uh, from Tottenham, Ontario. I got to tell you that because it's a big town. <laughs> I uh, left the village of Tottenham before I was 18 and started working on the railroad. Uh, CNR way up in Hornpain, Ontario. And uh, I joined up that fall, uh, 43, and went overseas in February of 44. And we were retrained on uh, heavier and newer equipment when we got over there. And uh, we just about all died going over. The sea was so rough because they had to try to avoid the submarines, you know, at that time. That Queen Mary was a beautiful boat. We were supposed to sleep inside. We slept outside on the hard floor, on the, on the, on the wooden floor, on the open deck. Beautiful weather. I was 19, coming 19, when I went to France uh, in uh, the end of June 44. And I joined a regiment over there. Uh, later on, we spent a few nights in some dugouts with straw on the bottom for a bed. <laughs> and every night, the Germans would bomb us, not our, so much our area as all around us. They wouldn't come out in the daytime because they were not superior at that time. Our side had got superior, but prior to 1942, the Germans were in command. But after that, they, uh, the only time they would venture out even was, was at nighttime. I think I just made the statement that no German planes have been seen, and I think that was the first one we've seen so far. Because there were so many people that were under the wreckage, they were bombed badly, and they shouldn't have been, but they were anyway. And the, the smell of death, uh, there's only one thing close to it, a dead pig. It's the same smell as a human being, almost. There was one young lad was over to one side and he's standing there and he's crying. Dan went over to him and he, he, his wife was German, so he knew a little bit of German, see? So he said to the fellow, what's, what's wrong, you know? He said, they told us when we got through digging these that we had to dig our own graves. It just makes you think, you know, lots of times, what the hell this war is all about, you know? Uh, because they were, they were so much like us But the, the 14th of August, 44, they killed uh, 10 or 12 and wounded about 18 of our, in our regiment. But the worst beating anybody ever took was the 1st Polish Armored Division, which was in the bush beside us. And when they dropped those bombs, the worst place you can be is in a bush, because that shrapnel spreads out everywhere. And they had over 300 casualties. Didn't mention about who died or who didn't, but they just mentioned 300 casualties. This is Matthew Halton of the CBC speaking from France. It's two minutes to five. And the sun hasn't risen yet over us or over the Germans 800 yards away. It will rise on a fearful sea. Because at five o'clock precisely, the Canadians are going to attack. And they'll attack with the most enormous concentration of fire ever put down on a small objective. I figured he was dead because the color of him. Now, because the ambulance has got up there so quick, they got the blood to him, and that saved his life. In the First World War, he was a dead man. But in the Second World War, they saved so many guys by getting the blood to them quick. 
especially when you had a severe wound like Peter had, because that was the second time he was wounded. The first time was a bullet through the leg, but it didn't. If it had hit a bone, the second thing wouldn't have happened. He would have been out of it, but it went through. See, so what do they do? As soon as that, that heals up, we need you for more cannon fodder. <laughs> Lots of times it was just fried uh, stuff out of cans and hardtack, and uh, we, we started to get bread then. Uh, when they got a bakery over there somewhere, and boy, the guys used to fight over a piece of bread. <laughs> I have to laugh about it now. You know, you don't think anything about a piece of bread, but then you did. Oh, was it ever tasty homemade bread. <laughs> General Eisenhower's battle headquarters in the ancient city of Reims was the business-like setting for Germany's unconditional surrender. You should appreciate your freedom and your choice to be able to vote and uh, try and uh, have a little bit of discipline. Be happy, try to be, and work at it. That's the main thing. you got to work at it. And uh, that goes for your education too, you know. And uh, not that I'm highly educated, but I am in another way that you'll never be. This unconditional surrender has been achieved by teamwork. Teamwork not only among all the Allies participating, but among all the services, land, sea, and air. To every subordinate that has been in this command of almost five million Allies, I owe debt of gratitude that can never be repaid. The only repayment that can be made to them is a deep appreciation and lasting gratitude of all free citizens of all the United Nations. I'm very happy about everything the way it's turned out. And why wouldn't I be? I'm alive! <laughs>